Welcome to GovInfoSecurity.com's Week in Review for Saturday, May 22nd, 2010. I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro. A hearing about the computer breaches plaguing the Department of Veterans Affairs got a bit testy as lawmakers and VA officials tangled over who should be held responsible for computer thefts that have exposed hundreds of veterans' personal information. Here's an exchange between the VA's Jan Fry and Indiana Republican Representative Steve Beyer. I'm responsible for formulation and promulgation of policy across the VA, but I don't own the contracts per se for VHA. That's what I'm, the point I'm trying to get across. And the point I'm about to try to get across is, you should. I dislike the decentralized process. I dislike it. I detest it. And, and I would prefer to have testimony by someone that would say, I own it. Not just, I give policy. I would love to be able to change the law that says he owns it. At the hearing, VA CIO Roger Baker said the department is taking steps to prevent future breaches. But auditors from the Government Accountability Office and the VA's Inspector General Office said the department has yet to get its act together to comply with federal rules to safeguard IT systems. In other news, House Democrats failed to win passage of a bill that contains congressional authorization to restructure the National Institute of Standards and Technology. That's the organization that creates much of the IT security guidance federal agencies follow. The defeat of the American Competes Reauthorization Act had nothing to do with the NIST provisions. The bill also would have provided $47 billion in science funding, something Republican members deemed too expensive. The GOP employed a parliamentary move to require a two-thirds vote for passage, The measure got a big majority, but still fell 12 votes shy. In our featured interview, the state of California's chief information security officer, Mark Weatherford, addressed the open source software policy the state recently adopted. Weatherford explained what gave him pause about the use of open source software. Sometimes people may not vet when they bring the software in and somebody finds something that does what they want it to do and dense and concise, and they may not give it the appropriate review that that it should have. That's the one thing that gives me a pause because, as you know, sometimes what you get is not what you expect, and it can be a good thing, I guess. Finally, from our blogs, I take note of the resignation of Colorado's chief information security officer. A political appointee, Seth Kulico, says he's leaving because of a change in administration at year's end. And with a family to support, he didn't know if he would have a job when the new governor took office. That raises the question, should government CISOs be political appointees or career employees? CISOs' responsibilities are becoming much more managerial and policy-oriented these days and less technical, much as was the case with chief information officers a decade ago. A few years back, the GAO surveyed federal CIOs on the advantages and disadvantages of top government IT executives being political appointees. Some believe that political CIOs could be more effective because they might have more access to and influence with agency heads. Others believe that CIOs in career positions could be more effective because they would be more likely to understand the agency, including its culture and work environment. What do you think? Look for the blog on our website and leave a comment. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.